and the head coach of Stanford is here, Johnny Dawkins. We're going to ask him to open up with a statement regarding uh, tomorrow's game. Then we'll go to questions. John? Well, we're excited for the matchup. Uh, we're excited to still be playing. You know, 32 teams are remaining. We're one of them. And we have an opportunity to play against a storied program, a great coach. And uh, it's an amazing opportunity. So for our kids, we are uh, looking forward and we're preparing. Start right here. Johnny, you have a, obviously a lot of NCAA history behind you in games and so forth. Um, this is your first time as a head coach. Just describe what the difference is. I mean, you've been an assistant. You're obviously player three of those years. And well, the, well, the biggest difference is I'm not playing. You know, so you know, you know, as, you know, I'm coaching, which is you know great. I've, I've really enjoyed it. You know, you can affect the game from the sidelines some. You don't have the same impact as you do as a player out there. And, uh, you know, but fortunately I have, you know, a great group of kids who are, you know, confident and believe in what we're doing. And uh, they put us in a position that we can compete, you know, with the teams that we have to face. What, what about the, what for assistant they had, you know, 11 years as an assistant? Well, 11 years as an assistant, uh, I think it's prepared me for this opportunity. Like I said earlier, I was very fortunate to work under Coach K. Uh, I think he taught me a great deal about what it takes to be successful in this profession. And for me, uh, it's a big difference moving over to this seat, though. You know, you, you know, at 18 inches, people say, you know, well, you know, it's only 18 inches. Well, it's, it's a lot longer than that when you have to go from, you know, making suggestions to making decisions. You just don't realize the position requires just so many decisions, even during the course of a game, how many decisions you have to make as opposed to when you're making those suggestions. So it's uh, something you have to adjust to, you know, and uh, it's something that I think you grow into as a coach, and I think I've grown into it over the years. And uh, I'm fortunate I have a great staff, and uh, they've been terrific, you know, the entire time. Jeff Lutz from the Wichita Eagle. Coach, how does Wayne Selden kind of factor into your scouting report defensively as a guy who doesn't shoot it all the time but uh, can be pretty uh, dynamic and efficient offensively? He's a very good player. You know, you know, we really respect him and who he is. Uh, he's made a lot of big shots for him. He's a capable shooter. He's a big-time athlete. He makes a lot of plays. And so he's someone that, you know, as, as with the rest of their players, that we have to be aware of where they are and what they do. Jeff Ferrado with the San Jose Mercury News. Johnny, all your games at Duke in the NCAA tournament as a player and a coach, I'm guessing you were a one or a two or a three seed but you probably played a lot of tens. Can you talk about what those kinds of teams that drive they come in with and, and if that helps you uh, today uh, understand what you guys might be able to do as a 10 seed against a, a two? Well, well, for us, I mean, you know, I hadn't really thought about it like that, Jeff, but, but for us, you know, we, we played a great schedule, you know, in, in the Pac-12. You know, our conference was, was really, really challenging. We, had, we played a terrific, you know, non-conference schedule as well. So, you know, we're looking at that as, as good preparation for an opportunity like this. You know, we face some very good teams, and Kansas is another, you know, very good team that we're going to face. Johnny, uh, you're facing a, a guy who may be the top pick in the next NBA draft, Andrew Wiggins. What do you, how do you dis describe him as a player? Does he remind you of anybody that you faced either in college or in the NBA? I mean, and what's, what's going to be the key to stopping him? Well, he is a great player, you know, and he's a young man who I can't think of anyone, no, no one stands out that he reminds me of, but uh, he's a great talent. Uh, he's having a great freshman year, 
and he's going to have a bright future. Uh, and watching him play and watching film, I'm just very impressed with his poise. And he plays at a great pace. Uh, there's not one facet of the game that I think is, is really limiting him from being successful. Can he shoot it? Yes. Out to three. Can he bounce it? Yes. Can he finish around the basket? Yes. Can he board it? Yes. And so he's a young man who really doesn't have very many holes in his game. And I think that's why he's been as successful as he's been throughout his career. Johnny, I don't know how much uh, tape you, you got to see, how many different games you got to see, but it was, uh, I was wondering if uh, you took any inspiration from Colorado and the fact that they beat them uh, in a game that Colorado had a huge advantage at the foul line. I'm just wondering what you, what you take from a game like that against one of your own uh, conference uh, teams. Well, well, Colorado played a great game. Of course, Booker hit a great shot at the buzzer to, to clinch the win for them. You know, I remember the game, and, and no, absolutely, when you see games like that and you see how competitive you know, Colorado was, of course, versus them, uh, that, that was good to see. But, but that was a long time ago, and, and both teams are different you know, from that moment to now. And so what we have to do is we have to prepare for what they're doing you know, in the present, and uh, they're playing some good basketball. You don't make it to the field of 32 without doing that. I think they've made some good adjustments. Uh, with the big, you know, with the big guy being out, and so that's something that uh, we have to prepare for. We have to prepare for a different team than was playing back when they played Colorado. Straight back, John. Coach Dawkins, Daniel McCarrowitz with the Rock Island Argus. You recruited Chasen pretty heavily in high school. Um, has he exceeded your expectations as a player that, that you recruited? Well, I think Chasen Chasen's had a has had a terrific season. Uh, you know, first team all Pac-12, I think he's one of the best guards in the nation. I think the, the country's having a chance to see him now. Uh, but he's played very well for us. He's played focused, and uh, he's been our leader. I mean, he's been, you know, what, the, the man with the ball in his hands. We, you know, he's, we've been confident in him doing that. And he's someone, uh, I think he has a bright future. And I think his best basketball is still yet to come. Because you're seeing, you know, you're seeing a glimpse of who he is, but you know, we think we, that he can even be better. And so we're excited about his overall development and his future. On the left-hand side, John. Spencer Keatsman, WHB, Kansas City coach. Trailer and Frank Hamber, huge off the bench for Kansas yesterday. Uh, how much does their depth concern you? And have you seen a team as deep as KU this year? Uh, well, they're definitely a deep team, one of the deepest teams we've seen all season. And those, those kids were very productive in the game. You know, they're very active. They make a lot of plays. They play with a lot of confidence. You know, they play, you know, basically they're from Kansas. These kids play, they come from a story program, and they've had a lot of success. And those kids have uh, continued that success, you know, during their careers. And so we expect them to come out and play very well. We expect them to come out and play inspired basketball tomorrow. On the right. Barbie Falls from Associated Press. Uh, just curious what you think about the breakfast start for a West Coast team. <laughs> you, know, uh, you know, I prefer to play early. So for me personally, I'd rather wake up and let's play the ball game. You know, the toughest thing for any player, any competitor, is, is, is the waiting game all day to play. And so, you know, whether it was last night or the game we have come up tomorrow, I'd rather wake up, let's go, let's go warm up, and let's go play. You know, these kids would do that normally on the weekend anyway, right? They'd be up on a Saturday, let's get to the gym. We have open gym. They're going to play that in the morning, usually 10, 11, 12 in the morning. And they'll be done by early noon. And so for me, there's a comfort zone there as opposed to having to wait. You know, all the emotions and all the anxiety is pretty much out because you wake up getting ready to compete. Next two questions are right in here, left hand. Johnny, you referenced uh, uh, Jason Randall's uh, ability to focus. Did you have any concerns about 
how he would do with so many family and friends uh, here, and, and how, how do you think he did? You know, I was happy that he was able to have family and friends here. You know, it's one of those situations where that's difficult for him being on the West Coast, so he doesn't get that type of support all the time. And so I didn't think that would be a distraction for him. I thought it may help him, and it seems like it has. Uh, having them there, is, you know, there's a certain level of comfort. And, uh, you know, he's the type of young man with his focus that uh, I didn't think he would respond any differently than he had been. He was going to play the way he's played all season. John, good point. Which time you go? On the, uh, when your point guard was down right in, in November, how did that change your offenses? Is that when you switched the triangle, or was that predetermined? No, we, we, had, we had looked at switching to the triangle prior to Aaron going down. We thought it would be a better system for our group. You know, we have a big team. I don't know if you've seen us out there, but we're long. And, and I thought that that offense would really complement the majority of our players and, and maximize who we could be as a group. And so we, just, we elected to go that way. And so it actually helped us, you know, twofold, because it also helped us with, in case we were injured, the offensive system is designed where, you know, if you did have an injury to a key position like we did with Aaron, that we were able to kind of sustain it because we were able, I mean, we were able to overcome it because the system is designed where you can play with maybe an Anthony Brown can handle the ball for us and he can run it for us or you know we can bring someone in that's a younger player and he would still be able to run the system. So I thought it was actually a very good you know move for us this off season. And I think we benefited from it, especially when we had the injuries. We're going to left. Greg Palermo, Fox Two, St. Louis. I'm wondering if you've seen an evolution of how the games have been called over the last couple of weeks, maybe the last month or so. Coach Calabari mentioned last night that uh, uh, some calls that he wasn't getting uh, a couple weeks ago, he's getting in these last the last few weeks. Does that match your observation or not? Well, I, th I think the game's been called. Uh, I haven't seen too much change in it. I mean, the hand checking is something that I think they've corrected where guys can't put their forearms on you when you're driving. And I, I've seen that call fairly consistently in, in where, the, way, the way we played in the Pac-12. So it wasn't a big adjustment for us there. You know, post play has still been really, really physical. Uh, that's something that, you know, it's always the toughest thing probably to, to referee and something that's still probably tough to referee now. It's, it's hard because guys are wrestling and they're 250-pound players, and that's difficult. But all in all, I don't think our guys saw too much of a change in, in how the game was ref from how it was ref in, in the conference for us. Coach Dawkins, how much, how important is Jason's presence, not, not only on the court, but in the locker room, on the practice court, his teammates speak very highly of him. Do you notice that, that, that he's one of those leaders that, that everybody kind of leans, leads upon or looks to? You know what, Jason is a, you know, he's a quiet leader, and so a lot of what he does is by example. You know, the thing that he's going to do is every day he's going to come out and give you an honest day's work. He's going to come to practice, he's going to compete. It's going to come in the game, it's going to be the same thing. And when he has something to say, because he isn't a young man who's speaking all the time, when he has something to say, people are going to listen. Because when he speaks, he's telling you something directly that's going to impact you know, your level of success out there. And so I've really enjoyed watching him grow. And I think part of, like I said, where he still had his best basketball is still to come is, is in those areas. Where he, as he starts to become even more outgoing, and I think he's going to be even, become even a stronger leader. And that's going to make him even a better player. Anything else for the head coach of Stanford? Yep, left-hand side, standing up. Coach Lee Fleisick, Time Warner Cable Sports Channel. What do you remember about your playing matchups with Kansas, especially that uh, the Final Four? I remember uh, in both games, they both games pretty much came down to the wire. They were great games. 
Uh, the Final Four game, if I remember correctly, I think a charge ended up being a big play in that game for us late. Uh, I can't remember, that's a long time ago, but I think a, a key play was taking a charge. It's something that, you know, you, you overlook the little plays that win games for you, and that was a big play for us back then. I can remember it being a very close game. Of course, story coaches with Coach K and Larry Brown uh, on the sideline, and uh, just a great environment back in Dallas. And uh, so it's ironic that it's back in Dallas again this year, so, and, and we're still competing in this tournament, so that's exciting. On the aisle. Coach, one last question on Jason. What did you think of, of him in that moment yesterday, his first NCAA tournament game? What did you think of his presence on the court? Well, I'll always remember the shot 45-45. He steps up and hits the three for us and shows great leadership. And that's what it's about, you know, you know, making those moments. You know, for that young man to be in that game and we had a big lead and, and they did what they were supposed to do. New Mexico, great team, they, they came back. And uh, we had to make plays and we had to end. He stepped up and made the biggest play by stepping up and making that three and, and us retaining the lead late. So uh, I'll always remember that about chasing Randall's leadership and his ability to step up and make the big play when needed. We'll run the left, John. I'm just wondering, uh, I, I think it was during your game when the, the score of the Mercer-Duke game came down, uh, wondering what your, your reaction was to that and, and what contact you had with Coach K over the last uh, couple days. Uh, you know, I didn't, of course, found out after the game that, you know, that Duke had lost the game. And it's a tough tournament, man. That's what people don't realize. It's uh, anything can happen. And that's what makes it such, I think, people have so much interest in what's happening right now in, in the world of basketball. And it's a tough loss, you know, give a lot of credit to Mercer. They played well, and they played well enough to deserve to win. You know, I hadn't seen it, but I just know in this tournament, if you've won, you deserved it. And uh, for Duke, I hadn't had a chance to speak to Coach K. Of course, I spoke to him prior to us coming out here, just getting some advice on what, you know, I should look at doing as a head coach, as opposed to when I was an assistant and what to expect. And he gave me great advice, and uh, I really appreciate that. And I'll probably talk to him in the near future. Yeah, we'll get to you. So what was his advice? What was his advice? You know, his advice was, one, make sure that you, you, know, you follow your instincts. You've been here a number of times. You know, it's a different, under different circumstances, you weren't the head coach, but you've been here both as a player and a coach. And to draw from that, you know, one of the things he said was, to also, you know, I was reluctant to share stories of, you know, what happened with me when I played. He said, don't be reluctant to share stories about your experience. You know, you're the only guy that's been. And so there's no player that can relay those messages, so you have to do that, you know, from your perspective when you play. You know, and he was right. You know, I think it really helped our players. I think they felt a little more at ease hearing just some of the stories. Some of them were funny and different situations that, that they could draw some experience from. So, you know, I'm glad he gave that advice. I thought it was great advice. <laughs> Absolutely. Since then, I, st I hadn't stopped sharing stories with them. <laughs> We're at five minutes to go. We have a question on the left. Coach, what, what would just beating Kansas and making it to the Sweet 16 mean for your program? You know, it would be great. I mean, whenever you play in a program like Kansas, you know, you have an opportunity to play a story <laughs> program. It, uh, you know, would really, you know, for us, I mean, Stanford's been to the Final Four before. They've been to the tournament a number of times. It would just continue to keep Stanford, you know, where we think Stanford belongs, one of, the, one of the elite programs in the country. When you compete against a program like Kansas and you can have success, it puts you among those type programs. And so this is an opportunity to continue to, you know, build on something that's been very good, you know, out in California at Stanford. Okay. Thank you very much. All right, guys. Good luck tomorrow. Thank you. Take care.